My first month was like 24,000 and it blew my mind. I'm like, I got a six figure job and I just made 24,000 in one month. And from that point, from that point, it's, it's just been up from there. Welcome to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. I'm your host, Lamar Tyler. And if you are a black entrepreneur looking for ways to grow your business or grow wealth, you are in the right spot. And today, this is a great conversation if you're trying to figure out how I can work my nine to five and become a multimillionaire in these streets. I got my man, Jeff Austin, right. AKA plant-based Jeff right. in the house. What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm happy to be here. Man, excited to have you here, especially because I've literally seen you grow this business brick by brick by brick, right? right. Um, or, or bag by bag by bag the CMOS around <laughs> right. the way. And if you guys don't know, Jeff has built an empire around CMOS. Yes. Right? And I know you learned a lot of lessons along the way, oh, yeah. but what's, what's interesting is you learned all these lessons while also having a high-level job. Yes. So can yes. we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can definitely talk about that. Um, like I said, I have a, have a nine to five. A lot of people think you can't do it, but you can do it. I tell everybody it's all about the discipline. You know, you got to manage it. And also it depends on what type of job you have. If you are somewhere and you're hands on and stuff, you can't, you know, be working the front line of a food place and say, hey, let me run back here and do my online business. You got to kind of know the type of career that you have and if you can manage both. Mm, that's good. That's good. All right. So um, before we jump all the way into it, um, let's talk about how you got into the business part of it. Like, how did you start selling the CMOS? Was it you were using it first and saw a transformation and said, right. I want to share with other people. Was it a business opportunity you saw? Like, how did you get into the CMOS business? So I got into CMOS by really my own personal health journey. I got a bad doctor's report. They were telling me, hey, you're probably this close to a heart attack. Bad numbers all across the boards with my lipid panels, my blood work. I was in bad shape. I was overweight. I was on eight different medications. And I, I was looking for a way to reverse all of this. I was like, hey. I don't want to be on medications forever for the rest of my life. And I started YouTube and Google and everywhere just looking for a solution. And then one of my cousins, he told me, hey, Jeff, I went vegan and I was taking this stuff called CMOS. I'm vegan now. You should really check it out because he had MS. And he said, hey, I, I've reversed this wow. by changing my, my lifestyle. I was like, what? And this is one of my family members. So I was like, OK, if he did it, let me try it out. So it worked, you know, 30 days later, I'm dropping weight. Three months later, I'm, I'm still dropping weight. So I'm getting down to the ideal size where I want to be. Um, the medication, they, they are dropping off. I'm having more energy. I'm feeling like Superman. I'm feeling like, man, I've reversed the, the clock of aging, all of this stuff. And so I started, everybody was watching me. I love social media. I was just vlogging the whole thing. I was showing everybody on Facebook, on Instagram. I was just showing them, hey, this is what I'm eating today. This is how I'm doing it. I'm taking this stuff called CMOS that the conscious community put me on to. So everybody was like, what's CMOS? Because the people in the conscious community already knew what it was. But for mainstream people and corporate and whatnot, they heard about it, but they didn't know anybody that was using it. So I was always using it in my videos and people started asking me, hey, where can I get this stuff? 
where can I get it? How do you make it? I was like, okay, I, I can make it. I know how to make it. I get it from this place over here. People were like, no, we want it already made. We want the gel. I'm like, hmm, let me start making the gel. And I started whipping up batches of sea moss gel and I started taking it to work. And I would sell out at work. I would have people come and meet me at work that were in the downtown Atlanta area. And they were like, hey man, Jeff has CMOS. And I was like, man, I'm making two, $300 a day. And I was like, okay, we can, I can do something with this. But it really took off, that was at the end of towards 2019, then COVID hit. And then it just skyrocketed from there because people were looking for more natural options. They wanted to the, be healthier, that, they wanted to boost the music. All, all of that, that type of stuff. all of that. So it was, it was a perfect fit. And so it was prime time for my business and it was just, it took off. I was like, it was, I was like, this is a real business. Like when I saw that first, my first month was like 24,000 and it blew my mind. I'm like, I got a six figure job and I just made 24,000 in one month. And from that point, from that point, it's, it's just been up from there. Okay, I love it. So uh, let, let's let's dissect this a little bit. Mm -hmm. So um, you talk about a few things, right? But let's let's get. I know somebody's just saying I still don't understand what the CMOS thing is. Right. <laughs> so before right. we go further, got with, it. With the CMOS, because you talk about even being a jail. So naturally, in its natural form, like what would you compare it to if somebody had never seen it before? If they never seen it before, it would be similar to almost like a seaweed. Like if the seaweed dried up, it's a little bit thicker. Yeah. Uh, but it's in the same seaweed algae family, so it's a dried form. Uh, it, it's harvested from all over the world. So we get ours from St. Lucia. And so what they do is they harvest it from the sea, they clean it off, they let it dry out. And then what they do, they package it up and then they send it over here to the States. Uh, from that point, we take it, we clean it again, we disinfect it. Uh, we have a natural preservative that we put in ours to, to make it safe. And then we turn it into a gel and then we sell it from that point. But we dry, we sell it in a dried form. We sell it in a capsule form. And we also have a gummy form as well. I love it. So kind of people can get it however they like. And exactly. I know black private is like a learning process for you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had to figure out this whole preser preservative, working with food scientists, working with, with these local divers. It's a whole business. People don't realize this. It's not like the mom and pop, a lot of people think it's a mom and pop operation, but if you really want to scale to the next level, be FDA compliant, I had to hire consultants from that to, to learn about that process. What do we put on the jars? What, where, where do we put the expiration date? You know, we had to put all of this information to be FDA compliant so that we don't get any flack from them. Now, now tell me about this, because the product that you sell, like you said, it's already community that had already been using it, already been selling it. But you kind of take it, you brand it, right? Very strong right. brand. Um, and you sell it to a mainstream. Do you ever have right. like pushback from the community of people that already say, hey, like we've been doing this, we've been selling that? All the time. Really? All the time. What, what All the that? time. What's that? What's that I, I've, I've gotten pushback um, from, from a variety of people. A lot of people, like for instance, Dr. Sabi, I feel like he made it known among our community. And I had members of his family to reach out to me personally, like, hey, we don't like what you're doing. You're just all about money. I'm like, you don't even know my mission. And you know, I'm yeah. really out here trying to help people. And people think, yes, it is a business, but I got into it because of my story. I'm from Mississippi, so you know, health is not the highest priority. 
So my thing was, let me be the example. Let me be the one to go vegan, lose this weight, get off the medication, and let me go help my people. Because my whole concern was my immediate family, my mom, my dad, my sister, to help them to get their health in order. And it just kind of grew from that. So when people understand the mission, they know where I'm coming from. I get flack all the time. I get the comments, the trolls. Oh, he's just about money. His CMOS is fake. And you have so many people in the community, they focus so much on the debate, you know, yeah. fake versus weird, real CMOS. And it's, it's no such thing. It's just low quality and people trying to boost up their brand that they're selling. So if so, I can talk down on yours and say, yeah. hey, his is fake. He grows it in a bathtub. I've heard it all. <laughs> you know, and I, I just keep pushing because I can't pay attention to that because I know my purpose is here to serve people on a greater scale and to serve the people that don't normally come into the holistic spots in Atlanta and stuff. They don't know about all of these different herbs and stuff. So that's my mission. I love it. I mean, so many nuggets just in that piece, right? Right. Kind of looking beyond the naysayers, not letting people, the trolls and the people that leave comments exactly. bring you down and pull you down to the level with them. You talked about, uh, you know, having a bigger mission. Right. And knowing that, hey, you know, regardless of everybody say, I know what my mission is. Right. And using that mission kind of as your North Star to say, hey, I'm going to follow the mission because I know I want to impact these people's right. lives and their health. And this is the, the vehicle that did it for me. So I wanted to do exactly. it for you too. Exactly. Oh, so, so many nuggets, so many nuggets. So... Um, let's go back with, with, with building this, this um, brand and building the um, business around CMOS. Right. So you're selling something that, like I said, a community you've been selling, but you're taking it more mainstream right. to impact more people. Um, as you're selling, would you say some of the biggest lessons you learned about sales during this time? Because I, I would assume, yeah. like, I mean, things took off quickly, but it still right. had to be some right. bumps and bruises along the way. Right. It, it has. Uh, the biggest things I lear I've learned about sales is, hey, you got to be in tune with your customer. And that's what I, I learned. The people wanted something that was legit. They wanted to be educated. So my whole platform really blew up off the education about CMOS and, and going plant-based. So that's why a lot of people gravitate towards me because a lot of people in this space, they only say, hey, I got CMOS for sale. I got CMOS for mm -hmm. sale. And they use these templates that they use, all of these screenshots and these memes. Everybody's using the same stuff. So with me, it's all original content. It's all my twist, a mix between education and entertainment, making it funny, but also educating. And so I'm able to tap into my audience more okay. and listen to them. And another thing I learned about sales is you got to map their journey for them. You got to grab them by the hand and say, here we go. And I do that through social media. I do that, do that through email sequences. I do that through SMS sequences, uh, live events. All of these things I do to map their journey because I know where they're trying to go. And I'm that person to help them that say, hey, I'm going to hold you by the hand and give you all the resources along the way. So mapping that customer journey has been key for me and what separates me from the average person that says, hey, I got CMOS for sale. So um, back to the uh, the job and, and working this business, because mm -hmm. like you've grown it, you, you boosted it up to then go from zero to... Um, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year that you're doing um, through CMOS. When we look at that, like how how was that growing in lockstep with you actually doing a nine to five every day? Right, right. Like, like is it? Because I'm assuming there got to be times when you know work is hectic, work is hectic, work is stressful, and then it got to be times vice versa where the business is hectic, the business is right, stressful. Right, How do you right. kind of balance and manage both? Well, I think the first thing is to switch your mindset. So the first thing when I started to really grow, 
I had to realize that I was a CEO and I wasn't an employee. In my mind, I'm a, I'm a consultant. I'm mm. consultant for, for a major corporate firm, <laughs> but I'm a CEO as well. So my, when I shifted my mindset from that employee mindset, I didn't get caught up in the water cooler conversations and, and all of that. And then a lot of times we were working from home. Like, you know, I haven't I've been in the office probably three, four times in the past three years uh, since the pandemic hit. So that helped out a lot. That helped out a lot because now I'm saving time instead of the uh, most people have an hour, hour and a half commute is average in Atlanta back and forth. That's three hours that I now have that I can be productive in my business. I can wake up earlier, exercise, work on my business, reach out to my team and, and do everything I need to do. But it's all about discipline and the mindset because I realize, hey, I'm a CEO. I do have a job and I'm consulting for. But when I switched to mindset, it was much easier because then I could get the team to help me here, but also show up in excellence um, at work. That's the thing a lot of people don't do. And I want to talk about that part. Right. Because right. what we often talk about, you know, this is interesting in the in the um, traffic sales and profit Facebook group. If you're not a member, you need to get in and join. <laughs> but from time to time, I hear people talk about, hey, you know, um, you know, I'm working uh, this job and that. I got three different jobs. Everybody right, right, knows. right. And I'm doing the bad minimum of this and bad minimum of that. No. And the thing that strikes me, one of the things I often say is, well, you know, with this business you're trying to grow, at some point you will need employees. Exactly. And is this how you want your employees to operate? Right. A. But then the second thing I always think about, Jeff, is that most of the people I know that are A players in business were A players, period. So exactly. when they work for somebody, they were a they weren't right. slackers. You can be <laughs> in, in D level, you know, team members wherever be. they work corporate, exactly. and then all of a sudden they start a business and they're gonna be a right. a people are a people all the way across the board. Right. And that's I love what you said. Like they're showing up in excellence part and doing what you need to do on both ends of the stick. How you show up, one place is how you show up everywhere. So like you said, if you're a slacker over here, you're gonna be a slacker in your business. So I made sure that hey, when I show up. I got that laptop up, I'm answering messages, I'm on point. A lot of times people, they get caught up in trying to do too many things. I got the business, I got work. But I know, hey, this is my my number one investor over here. You know, so I gotta keep them happy. So I'm making sure I'm, I'm not missing meetings. I'm, I'm replying quickly to things, but I'm also being thorough and paying attention to everything because you can kind of get caught up when you're working from home. You know, some mm -hmm. people, you know, they, they they logged into the meeting and then they're doing something else. No, I actually pay attention to what's going on. So you're being present. Like when, you, yeah. when you're supposed to be locked in, you locked I'm in. Lo when I'm supposed to be locked in, I'm locked in. Because that way I know what's going on. And I know this thing that I got over here, my business is a whole separate entity. But I find little spots in the day and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't got any meetings. I'm caught up on everything. Let me switch over here to my Slack channel. Let me check on my, my VAs. Let me check on my marketing manager. Let me check on uh, my fulfillment center. Let me check on some of these things to just see where they are. Mm, but it. that was a part of building systems too. A lot of people don't do that. You, it's hard to be a solopreneur and an employee because now you're doing everything. The only way that I have really been able to scale is to put in systems, processes, teams, all of that, that helps. And now I'm just at the point I'm quarterbacking and being, you know, the face of the brand. Mm, that's good. That's good. So what are your thoughts? Because a lot of times, um, uh, what they call it now, right? Uh, a Twitter LLC. 
Uh, right, right, right. Twitter LLC, the, the, the notion in common is that you should never work for somebody. You should quit your job. You wow. should run out. But you were saying it's interesting because you got like a whole different other spin. You're like, hey, I'm going to keep my uh, primary investor as long as I can. Yeah. Fuel and funnel. And, and also, I'm imagining it's taking some of the stress off of the business because the business doesn't have to support you and feed you and take care of you exactly. and your kids and, exactly. and, and your mortgage and all things like that. Right, right, right. And I tell people, I stepped out there before without a strategy. It's all about having a strategy. Hmm. Am I going to titter the defense forever? No, that's not the plan, but I have a plan. You know, and I know some people just jumped out there and made it work, but I actually have a plan because there's a lot of things that you can leverage while you're an employee. Uh, for one is buying a home. You know, like I recently bought a home. So instead of me trying to gather all the, the, the business documents and taxes and stuff, Which I just went, yeah. Well, let, me, let me tell you it's this. It's a lot. Especially. Let me tell you this. That joint is way different when you got them, just use, all you got to do is bring your pay stubs in. Exactly. And, uh, versus you, hey, let me see like two or three years, your tax returns. It's a lot. And your profit and loss statement and your balance sheet and your this and your that. All of that. So it made it easier. And a, and a friend of mine in the TSP community, he told me, he said, Jeff, hold on to that, that <laughs> job for a minute until you buy that house. And it made it it made it easier. And also, I'm helping that to leverage me as I go further. I'm looking for a commercial building now. And guess what? They want to see personal uh, income and, and tax statements. They want to see the business so it, we can combine it. And it'll make it easier for me to even buy a building. So my strategy is to rack up assets while I have a W-2 so I can get my commercial building. I can get my home. I can get a few cars. That way, when I make the transition, I got some cash flowing assets. I can say, hey, this takes care of everything now. You know, so that's my strategy. But some people, you just jump out there. I've jumped out there before and had to jump back in. <laughs> so, so, you know, I jumped out too fast. It's just like, you know, I was double dutching and I thought I was doing something. I looked around and, and got tripped up. <laughs> and so I got tripped up. I fell on my face. I ran out of money. I was like, man, I got to go back to work. But, but that's because I didn't have a plan. I came out, you know, hey, I'm going to be a... Uh, a real estate investor out here um, in Atlanta. I had these big dreams and got with the wrong people with the wrong information. And that's key too. Who are you surrounded yeah, let's, with let's talk about that. outside of work? And see, lucky for me, I got tapped into the TSP community and I got around like-minded individuals that now my whole world changed outside of work. I wasn't taking the same Bahamas and Jamaica vacations everybody take from. I was going to conferences on my vacations. Mm. I utilized my vacation time to improve myself as a CEO. Hold up. That's, <laughs> that, that could be another nugget for people you right. know, balancing the boat. So you say, hey, you know what? Um, I'm working my nine to five. I got a certain amount of vacation. But you right. say, I have a shift where I go from using all those vacations to be on the beach or be at the pool to exactly. help educate my mind. Because again, it sounds like it's part of the plan. Right, right. These past three years has been, been strictly personal growth. Because what happens is I find fun in the personal growth. So like, mm -hmm. say if we do a retreat or something and it's a conference, I get the nuggets, but I also get a chance to hang out too. I get a chance to go on the beach and do all of this stuff, but I get a chance to put something in my mind to take back to improve my business. But as well as my personal life. So you gotta just reframe things, like just don't take vacations to take them. All my vacations are money-making vacations. Everywhere I go, I go to South America in February. Hey, we're planning a retreat. I'm gonna have fun while I go over there, 
because I'm going to simulate the whole retreat. So I'm going to go through places for a whole week of what I'm going to bring people over there to do. That's fun. Yeah. But quote unquote, it's a business trip. So when you do what you love and, and you're passionate about it, it don't even feel like work. So these conferences, I love them. I love to see my people. I love to see people who think like me. And I pulled a few people from my corporate job into the community as well. They joined some <laughs> of the groups and masterminds and whatnot because they see the value. They see, and they probably see your growth. I'm about to say, they, yeah. they see your growth because the people sitting beside you, uh, we spend a lot of time with the people that we work with. Right. Um, so the people sitting beside you, they can notice something different in you. Exactly. And they say, this ain't the same dude that was here a couple it's years not. ago. Like, like something has shifted and I begin they, I would imagine they start to have different conversations with you. Yeah, my conversation is different. I'm giving them advice on stuff. I'm hearing these things about, because the biggest regret I see in corporate America are people that they didn't pursue their dream. They're like, hey man, I, I really wanted to do that coffee shop or I really wanted to do that. And they're kind of lagging this sense of regret. And so like now when I show up to work, I show up with a sense of purpose because I know my mission and my strategy and my timeline. So when I when I show up now, I'm in gratitude. I'm happy to be there. I don't have that employee mindset, that water cooler, like everything is wrong. Everything is wrong. It may be, but I'm not going to be around here forever to, to see it through. Like I'm here to do what I have to do, but when you know you got a, a mission and a purpose, it it makes everything much greater. And it's so so I can deal with a lot of the nuances that most people gripe about in corporate America. But I'm like, man, these people are literally paying you to punch a keyboard. Like when we really think about things, yeah. like like a lot of people don't have physical jobs these man, days. Don't, don't get me going. <laughs> don't get me. You know, I I told somebody one time. Somebody tell me, you know. Um, you know, how, how hard they work. Right, and right. I said, on a computer? On a computer. On a computer. I said, man, top, top, you top, know. Top. <laughs> I said, you know, I rapped the DMV with my grandfather from down here in Georgia, my right. grandmother from South Carolina. Right. They did work, work. Work, back breaking work. Listen. Like, like when you go home, like you felt it. <laughs> listen, and, not, and I'm not talking about you, your wrist hurt. Or right. your shoulders from 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 bad posture, right? So right. when we talk about we only, you know, some was one two generations max from our parents, our grandparents, working in fields, right. working in farming, working with their hands, exactly like, like construction or manual labor being the only option, mm -hmm. right? For I tell people all time, my grandfather, like not only did he 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 did so much for our family with only a seventh eighth grade education because he had to start working, at the same time. He couldn't get other jobs when he moved to Virginia because right. they wouldn't give black people other jobs, mm. even if you were qualified at that time. Wow. wow. So as I tell people, like, like, how am I going to complain? You can't complain. One of the running jokes that people in the office, they, they love me and, and, and they saw the changes, how positive I am about mm. things. Like they were like, Jeff, you in here like it's, it's no problems when we're going into work. Uh, even before it took off, before the pandemic, my mindset had already changed. And so I would, it was, it's a running joke. I would go beside people and be like, hey, you know they just paying you to punch the keyboard, right? You're getting six <laughs> figures. I'm like, think about it. And I, I and everybody, and I'm like, wow, you really are. So I, I got people to start challenging their mindsets and their perspectives on things at work. So I, I started the whole mindset thing. Like my corporate job was my perfect training ground for sales, mindset training. I'm, I'm testing this out on real people in real time. And they were like, yeah, you're right. 
and and I got the reputation for just being this positive guy. Uh, managers love me. They they have no idea. One of the managers, that's that's my guy. So he knows everything, and he kind of gives me strategic corporate advice. He's like, "Hey Jim, now you're gonna be working, working over there now." You may. <laughs> he said, "I know what you got going over here. I advise you to go." So it's good to have yeah. people in your corner to kind of strategically guide you because it's a management positions. And I tell people who are looking to manage both, don't get into something that's just too requiring too much on the corporate side and think you're about to grow this because it's, it's really hard to serve two masters. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in- And a, like you said, you want to show up in excellence. You want to show up in excellence. Do. Yeah. And so I, I volunteered to kind of step down from a position and say, hey, I want to be an individual contributor. That's the corporate mm-hmm. slang for, I don't have employees, but I'm still getting my bread. Hold up. So, th- so this is good, right? Because let's dive into this. Um, so you, right? Because this, this is another option I don't think people think about. You had the option to, you know, uh, ascend in the company higher. Yeah, yeah. You had the option to say, hey, because the, the company's big enough, you could say at any time. Exactly. Hey, you know, I want to do the company full time. I think a lot of times people think it's either stay or go. But what you said is you said, hey, in order to still do both, I'll take a position exactly with less responsibility. Right. So it still gives me the time to do the other pieces. I think exactly. that's something that most people don't actually think they about. They missed it. They missed it. They want to get the most money in corporate and then think you're about to maximize in your business. It's going to be hard. But the changes, the choices that I decided to step down from, I mean, it would have been a difference in 15 grand a year. I mean, but but it makes it look good on paper in court because you're like, man, you could be making 135 or I can take this 120 and run this million dollar business. But I'll take again, that right, all the time. It's, it's yeah. about having a goal exactly. and a concrete plan because if you don't have a plan, everything sounds good. Exactly. But when you got that plan then you can get strategic about what right. are the strategic steps that lead me to what the final goal is. Right. Right. Exactly. All right. So I got another question for you about uh, corporate. In corporate, uh, working a job, what are some things that you've learned that have benefited you been able to transfer back to the business? Because that's one of the yeah. things I always tell, always tell people. I don't think people really leverage right. nine to fives correctly because I, I tell people all the time, like a lot of what I've learned about leadership, what I've learned about working with other people, what I've learned about getting stuff done, right? Exactly. Comes from the jobs. But, but it was me paying attention. Again, not just being there to be there, right? But me being, being paying attention and, and being open and taking everything I saw around me, and then now right. I see me, uh, I may be running a meeting, and I'm thinking in my head, like, man, I run that because I saw the GM at a TV station exactly. run it. I see like, like, like Trace's fingerprints, right, of those meetings I set in every morning to start it, like in my meetings I do today. Yeah, I would tell people, man, your job is the perfect training grounds for um, career development and your development as an entrepreneur. A lot of the things I take from corporate, for one, is holding meetings, mm. you know, meeting with my team on a regular basis. I got that from from corporate. Uh, also, corporate helped me to sharpen up my, my soft skills as well, because in corporate, you got to talk a certain way. Yeah, You got to talk a certain way and, you know, you don't want to offend people. You want to play this, you know, this whole political um, game while you're there. And you got to be good with your words. So helping me to get that information from corporate on my soft skills has transferred over uh, to my business. Because some entrepreneurs are wilding. Wilding because they don't have body. They don't because they've (laughs) never been in an environment that forced you to comply and say, hey, you can't you can't come in here cursing and 
and all of this stuff. You got to go a certain way. So I take a lot of that, that structure and just roll that over um, into the business. And also another thing that I see a lot in corporate is about budgeting. Like, you know, it's not like willy nilly. They are looking at the numbers. Mm, I'm in the business office in, in my current role and we look at numbers and we are projecting. We we are doing all of that. So I take that same stuff and be like, hey, I need to do this for plant-based Jeff as well. So I get a lot of things from corporate. People take that for granted. It's like a paid internship. You know, and what you you just struck something in me that I never thought, because a lot of times I think about uh, often, right, all the benefits, things I learn, you know, in other places of employment that right. I bring to my own business. But one of the things that I never thought about um, that you just said was my communication style and yeah. being able to communicate to different people. Because because how it translate, my background is IT, right? So I translate it as, um, like, I could talk to anybody. Right. So I could explain stuff to people. I could break stuff down to people, no matter mm-hmm. who they were. But then I had friendships and could develop relationships with um you know, I could be, you know, we down in the, in the mail room. I'm talking to the cats in the mail room right. about the games last night. Right. We, you know, we shooting the breeze. We talking trash, right. going back and forth, whatever. Then I go up and have a meeting with the CEO and go over this budget, um, you know, multi-million dollar budget for, you know, equipment, you know, uh, transitions we got, projects we got, you know, different things we got going on. Then I can go and talk to people in the newsroom or, you know, I did a lot of federal government contracts, go talk to these GS 15s and 16s and yeah. head of this and chief of that, right? but having these different conversations. But then I realized that a lot of that same type of thing applies to entrepreneurship. Because you could be talking to somebody, you know, that's in retail one time. There's times we were talking to people that were heads of divisions and product lines at General Mills. There was times when I'm talking to somebody I meet that's killing it, um, selling, you know, their product straight vending, you know, on the side of a street corner, right? right? But I can have all of those conversations. Right. And right. I never even realized and tied it back to the fact that, like, that's the same thing I did at work. Same now thing. Now I'm able to do that here through my business. Right. Same thing. And I tell people a lot of my sales skills, I, I, I picked up a lot of sales skills outside of work, but I realized I was then taking back and forth. I was taking things that I learned outside in my masterminds and my communities about sales. I was taking that back to work. Mm. because you're always selling somebody. You're trying to sell them on your ideal. I'm trying to sell management on this direction that we need to go. So it works. For me, it works hand in hand. So I take a little bit over here. The personal I bring some of that. It's impossible for you to develop yourself personally and not take it into every arena. Every arena. I'm selling them. They were like, man. And one of my managers, they pulled me to the side. They were like, you're so convincing. <laughs> I was like, got him. <laughs> like, man, I was like, got him. I was like, I'm the conversion king. I'm converting people. <laughs> you know, I'm selling people through copy, through through words, through videos. If I can sell people on that to, you know, get something that they never heard about and introduce it to them li- to their lives, this work stuff is is easy. So it makes it so much easier for me now. Like, like I go in there now, like, yeah, well, what's that? Boom, 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 knock that out. I'm quarterbacking. Mm. That's all I'm doing. I'm quarterbacking over in my business. I got a team that I quarterback and I provide the strategic um, plans to and say, hey, let's go in this direction. But I got people doing the graphics. They're doing copy. They're, they're running ads. They're doing all that stuff. And now I turn around and I'm doing the same thing in corporate. Now, in this new role, I got a few people assigned to, to me, but it's easier because now I'm better at delegation. 
That's good. Because I learned that in my business. So I tell people, but at the same time, you can get kind of comfortable too, because you're like, man, I'm, I'm <laughs> over here, I'm over here. But at some point, I know my plan. I'm sticking to my plan. The next step is to get this commercial building. Um, and once I get some things situated with that, I could be like, okay, now I got my ducks in a row so that I can, you know, truly make this transition. But performing at 100% where I'm showing up at, because it's going to show up, because you never know what type of opportunities yeah. that you have just in corporate. I got people now, when I go, I was doing uh, my annual medical checkup, which is we got a, a kind of doctor's office in the building. And I was telling her about what I was doing. She was like, oh, I got something where we need you to talk to like 20,000 employees. We wow. got to, I'm like, so now this is opening up doors that I never thought of because now I'm doing more podcasts. I'm getting invited for speaking engagements. All of this stuff, I just, you know, keeping that same mindset of saying, hey, let me operate in excellence. But at the same time, I still tell people what I do. Because I'm like, hey, I do this, but hey, I also have a health and wellness business. I've impacted over 20,000 people. They're impressed about it. And I'm like, hey, we can have you do something on the corporate side, too. So it's it's a world of opportunity if you, you know, if you maximize and do what you need to do okay. in both areas. Okay, so somebody's watching and they're trying to figure out, um, you know, should I leave, should I not leave? Which my first steps be? What would you say? I would say the first thing you need to do is is look at your finances because nobody knows your your money like your money. Look at your liabilities, everything that you have, and hey, what do I need to pay to cover me first? Because you need to know that first because sometimes we can be working these businesses for years and not making no money. Mm -hmm. And people just think like, hey, I got my business. Are you making money? Do you got profit? <laughs> you know, that's the main thing. So look at how much you... Owe on everything and what your liabilities are, and then look at what your business needs to be before you can really walk away. Or what kind of assets can you accrue before you leave? Can you get a you know two cars with your personal credit and put those on Turo and make five hundred dollars a piece? You know you can just start making it happen. You know I would say that's the first thing is to look at the money situation, and then the next part is you know have a plan like. You need, you need to put a date on stuff. I got my date. I got my date and signed and said, hey, by this time, everything should move along. Because I feel when we set a goal, most of the time we move at the pace at to where it's set. Mm -hmm. If I say, hey, I want to leave work at 2030, no, I'm going to move at that pace. Mm -hmm. But if I say, hey, no, I need to be up out of here by 2024 at the top of the year, and I sign and date that, I'm committing myself to that. All of my actions start to move towards that date. But yeah, put a, put it on paper. You got to have a plan. You got to say, hey, by this date, I will have this. I got my house. Have you some stuff under your belt before you jump out there. Because mm. trying to get a house and buildings and stuff with a business that has not matured or does not have the profits and revenue yet, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I hope y'all caught that. Like yeah. that whole piece about building assets, why you got the job, right? Why you got the stubs, building assets oh, was a major nugget. Right. All right. Um, how can people find out more information about you around the plant-based Jeff brand, around um, right. the CMOS and anything else they have? Well, I'm on all social platforms, uh, so they can reach me anywhere at Plant-Based Jeff and my website at plantbasedjeff.com. Uh, I got something for your viewers as well. If they okay. put in the code TSP, uh, I got a special discount for them. 
Um, also, they can find me on Amazon, TikTok, IG, wherever they are, I am. <laughs> so, anywhere, just Google me. There we yeah, go, yeah. right? This yeah. dude is everywhere, including <laughs> in the office, right? He's like literally everywhere. All right, y'all, so make sure you use the promo code TSP. We'll drop the link down below uh, and information about the promo code as well. Um, in the show notes, right? right? Jeff, again, man, thank you for coming through. Yeah. I appreciate it you. It was a pleasure. Hey, and I want to tell you, listen, there's so much information out there that's bad information. What I want you to take away from this conversation, what Jeff said, he said, I had to create a plan. And I'm actually the plan I have for me and for my life. Everybody's situation is different. Do not let Black Twitter LLC have you out in these streets, <laughs> right? <laughs> in trouble. So y'all, we'll see you on the next episode. Be easy. I hope you enjoyed today's show. We drop new episodes every single week, so make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. Enjoy the next episode.